Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast Superhero Edition. That is right. It has been a very long time, but we got a superhero podcast for you guys today. We're going to give you our thoughts on some things that have happened way after our last superhero pop. We're going to give you thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 that just came out, the MCU's direction. We're going to talk about James Gunn from a Marvel standpoint, a DC standpoint. We're going to talk about Zack Schneider and SchneiderCon that happened at the end of last month in April. We got, we're going to talk about the Writers Guild, some DC stuff, and we are, as a podcast, we're going to address the elephant in the room when it comes to the MCU at the end of the podcast in terms of Jonathan Majors. We got the captain with us, Mr. Byron Mitchell. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I am ecstatic. It's superhero update day. I am ready. Let's go. Yes, sir. It, it has been a while, and are you going to tell you guys, too? You're going to get two superhero updates in the month of May from us. You're going to get this one, and then you're going to get one two weeks later when we do a big thing about uh, the Flash finale that is going to be happening. We're going to record the day after, so you're going to hear our raw reactions to that as well. Uh, Byron, let's start with a little thing. Before we do Guardians, let's talk about Shazam 2 really, really quickly. That was the last time we did a superhero pod. And Shazam 2, it didn't um, get to the money that the people that DC and them wanted it to get to. And a lot of stuff came out with it, man. Like Zachary Levi, a.k.a. Shazam, who plays Shazam in this. The end credit scene got messed up because Dwayne did not want Black Adam to be in the end credit scene. I know you saw that. And then the end credit scene again was um, James Gunn's wife, who plays an agent in... um, Amanda Waller's crew, but mm-hmm. yeah, Black Adam, he denied him or any of the Justice Society of America popping in the end credit scene. Like, what are your thoughts on that? That is wild that the character Black Adam that comes from the comics of Shazam not showing up in a Shazam movie. That is ass backwards to me like I know the rock is the rock and does what he wants to do but sometimes you have to play ball with other people and he should have been in the end credits of um, Shazam 2 or had Shazam um, as a cameo in Black Adam somewhere yeah it's kind of crazy how like you said your character was created from another character in mm-hmm. terms of Dwayne and him to say, I don't want him to be at the end credits of Shazam 2, or I don't want um, any of the Justice Society to be in Shazam 2's end credit scene and going above that. That's a bad look, man. Like, it's a real bad look because that's just like saying, Oh, I don't want, I don't know, I don't want Iron Man to be in the end credit scene of Armored Wars if like someone was playing Iron Man. Like, dude, War Machine right. came from Iron Man. What the hell are we doing here? Uh, we have the Dragon Ball expert hopping in on this one, Mr. Mitch Oso. How are you doing today, man? Freaking tired, man. Just power wash the driveway. That's why I'm late in the party. I mean, that's just my calling card to be late, though. And but better late than never. <laughs> I'm um, here, Mitch. We're talking about just going back in time before we go to the present. We're talking about the Shazam 2 controversy with The Rock basically stating that well, he did not want his character to show up in the end credits of Shazam 2 to set up their movies and 
you know, The Rock randomly thinking that Black Adam is a Superman's rival, which is not the case. Uh, so I'm gonna be completely honest with you. This is not a good start to to me joining this because I have not like dove into any of the DC drama. <laughs> so what Fair. you are saying is brand new news to me, man. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Basically, I Rock. Have, Rock I have boycotted heard the Rock uh, is the reason why everything is changing now because I read that he bullied. DC to get his movie the way he wanted it, and now, mm-hmm. now because of that, everything is in the hands of James Gunn. Yeah, see, well, you know, you know, just the gist of it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Rogers yeah. doing things his way went above people's heads, and then when James Gunn and Shazam One's director came into power, they quietly like gave him the boot. And I would just say the last thing with The Rock, like these are three franchises he's just messed up recently. WWE, he didn't show up for mm-hmm. WrestleMania where they were trying to build that match for two years. It's the truth. The mm-hmm. furious thing, he walked out, doesn't want to play Hobbs again because him and Vin Diesel have their beef. And then now DC with Black Adam. That's three things, man. That is so sad. He still has Jungle Cruise. Wayne still has Jungle Cruise. He is perfectly fine. Don't well, he's. Split. Well, his move that Moana hasn't even been out for like five to ten years, and they're already doing the live action. I feel like that was a publicity stunt. Maybe Dwayne is doing all this so that he can gear up for his presidential run uh, next year. Jesus. But yeah, so that drama is done. Dwayne, it's just he needs to he needs to get it together. But fast forwarding to the present, real quick, Guardians of the Galaxy three just came out this past. Friday, it was the last Guardians movie, to our immediate knowledge, until maybe 5, 10, 20, whatever years from now, um, Mm -hmm. that has come out. It has done relatively well in the box office. Uh, Worldwide opened to $282 global opening. So um, I've seen it. Uh, Byron has seen it. Uh, Mitch has seen it. Mitch actually saw it first out of the three of us. And Mm -hmm. we're just going to... There are going to be some spoilers ahead just for people. So it's talking about some of our favorite moments and what we think of the movie before we go to other topics. So, Mitchell, what would you think of the movie, man? Um, as how do I want to I don't know how I want to like tackle this, like from like, you know, like like trying to be professional and I am not professional or like person like personally, I think personally it'll just be a better way to start. Probably for me. Like two days after seeing it, I would like to say that it might be my favorite Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I I want to put it at least in the top 10 of the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. All of them, not including television series. Um, and... And you mean excluding the Avengers movies too, right? Well, top 10 if you include the Avengers movies. Um, I would like just without seeing the list of all the movies, um, for refreshers, I would, I would almost probably put it top five for me in terms of like my enjoyment level. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say we can elaborate more on this later in the podcast, but I ponder 
if the Guardians trilogy is the best trilogy in MCU, not including the Avengers. I will compare or I like the trilogies that I think would compete with it or maybe are better than it. Again, not shoving my thoughts down your throat. Uh, Caps, Caps trilogy and um, Tom Holland's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the trilogies I would, I would put that in the same tier list. Um, now, I guess if you want to include Tobey Maguire's trilogy, you can do that too, since that, I, I guess that is now technically MCU. So, might as well count it, but I guess yeah. I don't, oh. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a stretch. It's an honorary mention. That's no, fair. I think, That's fair. No, I think, I, I think that this movie was fantastic. And, um, in terms of, the problem that I was having with the MCU since Endgame is that I, I felt like I had a lot of hype and a lot of high expectations, which maybe mm-hmm. for all the MCU movies that have come out, and maybe Endgame is the consequence of that because of how magnificent it was. But I would say since Endgame, this and Far From Home have to be the top two MCU movies that I can think of. Not saying there were all of them were bad, like. I enjoyed Wakanda, or Wakanda, mm-hmm. yeah, Black Panther, but um, I put Guardians over Black Panther two, for example. When you so, say um, Far From Home, are you are you also talking about No Way Home too? No, no Way Home. If I okay. misspoke, yeah, because no Far Way Home. Far From Home was the second Spider Man movie where his identity got revealed, and then No Way Home's the one with Toby and Andrew. Um, let's actually stay where you're at, Mitch, because I like where you. Right, so then we'll just kick it to Byron. How did you feel about Guardians 3 and some of Mitch's points that have also been said between you and I that about some of the stuff post-Endgame? I very much enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think it was a well-done movie, a satisfying end to the Guardians trilogy. Like the character work, their growth, the cinematography, like the music throughout was just magnificent. Um, I would probably give it like oh uh, nine out of ten, pushing ten out of ten. Um, it was emotional. Um, I did cry at least twice during that movie. Uh, spoil here. Here's a spoiler alert for everyone, and I'm going to go off this because Byron, I'm going to defend you because Kayla and I. We got teary-eyed a lot of that. If you are, if you love animals, there is a lot of things that might strike you in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, the theme of like Rocket's history of animal violence and cruelty. I mean, that mm-hmm. stuff hits you pretty hard. And then add personalities to Rocket and his friends, like being like children. Yeah, I mean, ah, uh, I'm I'm with you, man. It it was gut wrenching. It. It was good storytelling. I mean, it yeah. made you hate the uh, high evolutionary, but which is, I think, what you need now because we haven't like because these Pazilin they've tried to make you feel sympathetic towards them, and like just to have a villain again, like, dude, I hate you. I want you out. Like, I think they needed that. Yeah, to tell Rocket's backstory um, and to get a satisfying villain, and you needed to hate the high evolutionary. And James Gunn and all the actors did very, very well of portraying him as like this sycophant creep. 
um, type personality. The actor who played the high evolutionary just did an amazing job as um, a villain. Um, but in regards to Mitch's point as it being a top 10 movie, I am in agreement with that. I think is yours you including can say the Avengers movies or without the Avengers movies? With the Avengers movies. Okay. Um, I think it's safe to say that it is a top 10 MCU movie. I think since Endgame, I would put it top three with No Way Home. Here, here do you want me um, to give you the list? Do you want me to give you the list real quick of phase four movies? I haven't pulled up here. And then that'll allow you just to kind of, you know, the multiverse it. saga. Yeah, yeah, the multiverse saga. So this is what we got for films, right? Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Too little, too late. That was its only problem. Yeah. Um, we have Shang-Chi. Uh, whoever directed that needs to direct any live action anime movie movie for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, get your barf bags. Eternals. Had a lot of promise, but it did not execute right. I mean, I like I like I like the judge, dude. He's real. Yes. <laughs> Our Shema. Eternal should have been television series. I, I could see that. I, I could see, I that, could yeah. see that. Yeah, I could I could see that. I, I yeah. like like I, I didn't I didn't hate it. I just thought there was too much jammed in. Mm-hmm. Like there was a whole bunch of characters that if I didn't know like just uh, ancient history, like I would not have known. Like I, I knew the names of the people, I didn't know who the names belonged to. That's a mm-hmm. that's a really good point because I would also say too like their second trailer is the one that got me hyped for the movie where like the love interest of Siri or whatever her name is who mm-hmm. was dating fate Superman back in the day or whatever and he's like why mm-hmm. didn't you guys help against Thanos and I was like yes please tell us that you you guys have been here all these years mm-hmm. and didn't help us against Thanos and they're like oh we were forbidden and then he was like by who and then you see Arshu I'm like y'all been here for all these years and didn't help one freaking bit that's that's kind of bad. Like that's kind of bad. Angela Jolie was she was cool and she was whooping ass. She was but, good. Um, but they killed my favorite character, so fuck them. <laughs> In regards to your um, convoluted, like I think it definitely would have been done very well as a TV show because like some of the pacing in the movie and them jumping like to their past, yeah. kind of just mm-hmm. befuddled things a little bit. So I think it being a TV show, they could have done that way, way, way better. Agreed. Next movie was Spider Man, and then um, next one after that, Doctor Strange. Uh, they they suffered from everyone hyping that movie way too much. Yeah, the movie was overhyped. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, Goku, and Goku was supposed to be in it, so <laughs> and the and you know all the theories, you know, and like predictions or what you know people's wish list, like most of that shit did not come true. For Doctor Strange, so oh, therefore ninety percent. I would say ninety eight percent. The only thing that came true was um John being um Mister Fant uh, Mister Fantastic. Oh, John Krasinski, yeah, uh, Mister Fantastic. Uh, next movie though, Thor, and then Black Panther. Yeah, I feel like Thor. Thor's one. I mean, it was weird because we all we all thought the original Thor was gonna die, not the new one. But I just feel like it was too. You have a god butcher. That's Wakiti should have made that more like scary and ominous, not like all campy. Um, you see, the one thing that I liked about um, Guardians was, and this is this is what all a lot of the MCU movies that people will 
say is an issue is that, you know, there's too much funny and there's not enough serious. Or the serious moments are undermined because of, like, levels of comedy. Like, if Mm -hmm. you watch Thor, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder is, like, the epitome of that. When, when at the end of the movie there before, you know, Thor goes uh, to fight, um, um, you know, Gore at the end there, Mm -hmm. Jane's in the hospital dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to have Thor, like, pondering how to cope with with that by breaking a vending machine to get snacks and candy. Just, like, keep that tone right there of how hard that situation is, because that, that situation can be relatable to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the animal cruelty, I mean, everyone loves John Wick because... John gets revenge on the guys who killed his dog. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, people connect the animals significant. Um, but with Guardians, I thought when it was supposed to be funny, it was funny. Whenever it was supposed to be heartfelt, touching, that's what it was. And then whenever it was brutal, that's that's what it was. And there was a good transition on that. That's probably the reason why I hold it in such high regard. Hey. I think also with Guardians, the thing that it benefited the most from, from besides these, besides Black Panther, that they have, they've had the same director and cast for the whole movie, for all three movies. So it's like most of this phase four stuff has been different directors with whoever their cast is assigned. Like besides Black Panther with Coogler being the director and 99.9% 99.9% of the original cast, rest in peace, um, Chadwick Boseman. But Guardians has had the same director since day one, the same crew. Mm-hmm. No one has left. And so I those think that, people, that those bond. Are dedicated to James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, go and look at the, the Suicide Squad, how many people were in Guardians, you know, and went over there, um, like, to his movie on that. And you'll probably see a lot more people joining the uh, DCEU acronym is now just because you know gun has a lot of control now with it It, james gun the comic book movies might be like what christopher nolan is just to i don't know hollywood because i feel like all of the a-name actors would die to be in a james or a christopher nolan film and i feel like Mm -hmm. every time i see him i see the same great actors in his movies oh yeah i mean his his nuclear uh Bomb movie. Oppenheimer. The main Oppenheimer. Yeah, the, yeah, the main character is Scarecrow. From, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, he was in Inception. He was yep. in. Yep. Um, I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying to think because Christopher Nolan does so few movies that are so great. Like, I'm just trying to think of the other ones. But well, yep. but also too with the Guardian, like Byron said, I think it was a satisfying end. I think my favorite scene is actually probably the final fight in the hallway where they showcase every person's skills Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i think that was really cool i think my one i know he mentioned it a little bit but i've been saying this to mitch for years i wanted uh starler to dive in more about that decision he made that um, that cost them everything at that point in time he brought it up a little he brought it up a little bit he's like yeah and when he was talking when they were in the elevator with him gamora nebula and the other lady and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and then, like, this happened. Her dad threw off a magic cliff, and then I almost cost us half the universe. Because, like, I still wanted to dive a little bit more and, like, 
you're like, hey, I almost I messed this up. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Well, it is nice that they at least acknowledge that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, um, a fake Joe Russo, not Anthony and Joe Russo. There's another <laughs> guy on Twitter and in the comic book world named Joe Russo. Who, you know, everyone brings this up. It's not necessarily Joe that did it. But, like, you got a freaking skeleton of a t- eternal on Earth. And no one talks about that at all. But at least yeah. now <laughs> we can reference a previous movie. Um, with Quill bringing that up. So. Uh, Mitch, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Ooh, you, you got me good on that one. Um, ask that to Byron. I got to think. <laughs> okay, well, Byron, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Um, favorite? That one's tough. I do like the fight scene um, in the hallway. That was really, really done well. Um, favorites? Maybe not favorite, but definitely up there. Uh, with that hallway fight scene is when they basically jumped the hive evolutionaries and beat his ass. Oh, so that was end. so so satisfying. And then he finally gave Rocket um to acknowledge that he's a raccoon and say, No, I'm not that code name you give gave me on Rocket Rocket Raccoon, which was great. Mitch, you got a scene now? I don't. I'm actually on Wiki trying to look through the uh <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the the plot, just the kind of give myself a quick answer here um i also we talked about like uh satisfying ends i'm glad they gave a closure to the 2014 gamora and in the current peter quill it's kind of weird that gamora was acting like because it was like okay they met in 2014 that's when guardians one happened Mm -hmm. and let's just say it was like she was really acting like that before like ronan and them came into the picture like she must have changed real quick yeah i didn't now that you mentioned that was a weird uh, I don't want to word, word this like weird character arc because mm-hmm. like in Guardians she was not like that at all no, she, she was, was trying to keep the stones away she's trying to keep the stones away now, but this one like well said you're a total dick <laughs> but my boy was super like I get it but my boy was super desperate like bro she doesn't want you I mean, it's hard. I know we've shared those memes like in the past. It's like if you had someone and they got blimped out, as they call it in the show, and then you Mm -hmm. found love or you couldn't or then you find someone else, then you didn't know the Avengers were going to bring the person back. What do you do? Yeah. Because he he will had a very funny line when he's like, I don't know who does this Infinity Stone magic. I don't know how she was the only one who was able to come back from the past and. (laughs) <laughs> no that, that was a good line i was like that is an excellent point because black widow didn't come back it's crazy you got a scene yet mitch Nah, i'm not i'm, I'm just gonna say the whole movie because like, i don't want to feel like, <laughs> i don't i don't want to feel like a cop out because like i'm just looking at the plot here and i'm like oh i'm gonna pick this one just to give you an answer i mean fair enough <laughs> i mean there there's just a whole bunch of funny scenes i mean i i, I really did enjoy rockets back rocket's uh backstory he was the main character yep mm-hmm. and uh you know the one thing that i found interesting with the high evolutionary was you know i think you know, like in terms of like just being a douchebag like like he's he's a great douchebag but like you didn't really see him in the present too much you know what i mean like mm-hmm. his entire um, I guess arc of the story was always told in the past because he was always just sending people out just to go and you know 
do shit. It wasn't like when Ronan was just coming around, just beating the hell out of everyone. You didn't really see him mm-hmm. actually interact with these guys until the very end. And um, but, but that was, you know, you had Adam Warlock, actually the one who was the, uh, you know, the I don't want to say the antagonist, but I guess for the most part of the movie he was. But um, but uh, no, I enjoyed that the movie gave everyone their closures. Like we, you, you know, we just mentioned that we had Quill and Gamora there, and you know, Rocket and his story. But we also have it with Drax. Mm-hmm. Drax mm-hmm. actually finally gets to become a father, mm-hmm. which, um, and and they reminded us, you know, of his entire story because they hinted at it, uh, you know, in the second one, just a little tiny bit, um, mm-hmm. of how much he misses his like family and his daughter when you know Mantis like felt his feelings or whatnot. But they didn't explore too much in the second one. Mm-hmm. In this one, they did a good job, and um, yeah. Um, I would also, um, I was about to say something too. Like, yeah, they got their closure, and everyone went their separate ways, and their new goals. Oh, and all. it was nice. I, I'll say this: maybe you guys knew this, maybe the audience knew this too, and I'm just the idiot. I didn't <laughs> think about Peter's grandpa at all. Well, I thought he was dead, so. I mean, yeah, I didn't, that's I didn't think about his grandpa at all. Well, either. I never considered him going back to Earth to see his grandpa. Like, and and then when they, when they, because they never mentioned him after the, you know, the intro to Guardians 1. He wasn't even like a plot point or a plot mentioned mm-hmm. in any of the movies. But I, 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 I appreciated that when Mantis brought that up. They at least gave a sort of answer as to why Peter never never went home because he mm-hmm. held a sort of resentment towards his grandfather because he kicked as he said he kicked me out of the hospital room and mm-hmm. he thought like that actually hurt him as his mom is dying and his grandfather kicks him out and Mantis says that you know he was trying to protect you like mm-hmm. those kind of thoughts. Never crossed my mind. Like ten years into this shit, never thought of that. Also, also staying with that too. It's that because all the other people, I'm they're done, and that's why I think until they get resigned, maybe or get offered more money. That's why they only said that Star Lord's going to return. Didn't yeah. say anyone else. It said Star Lord, which he's probably going to be in Avengers Five. Yeah. I feel like that's the next logical movie for him to pop there's up. No way, there's no way that Zoe's not in the next one. She said she's done. No, I mean, that's what no she's, way. That's what she said. I'm just saying there, what she said. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. She's okay. going to be in every freaking movie that makes $2 billion more for the rest <laughs> of her life. When she's oh, in it, that. two Bs. Like, that's just what she does. <laughs> well, I guess now, because that's a perfect um, segue into like what's next for the MCU because they got secret invasion and all of that. And Mitch brought it up earlier. I think the the problem that's been with phase four and five is that what are we building towards? Like one, two, well, three, you knew, I'm just saying like, before, like you knew after Avengers one, like it was Thanos. And then like right after Avengers one, like Thor two, like you start seeing the more and more infinity stones and you're like, all right, these stones are the integral part. 
Thanos, mm-hmm. been, especially Guardians One. That's why I think I love that movie so much because you actually see Thanos like in a movie talking about how he wants these stones. So you know that was building to a fight with Thanos. When Phase Four started, we're like, "What are we doing?" Now with Phase Five started, now we know what we're we're building up to the um, Kang Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, but mm-hmm. they've only shown one thing close to building that up, and that was an Ant Man and Wasp. But now, for people like comic stuff, how are you building up to that when you have? A whole secret invasion about to happen in Nick Fury's show. Um, before we go to the secret invasion, I will say I think phase four was more about handling things after Endgame, not mm-hmm. necessarily building towards the next big bad. I think phase five and phase six is that building towards what's next. I'm looking at the Phase 5 movie lists here, and at the moment, I'm only looking at six. You know, uh, it started off with Ant-Man mm-hmm. and Guardians, and then it'll be the Marvels, mm-hmm. and then Captain America. I don't know what and, the hell they're doing in that. And then Thunderbolts. I don't know what the hell they're doing in that. Then Blade. Uh, that we will be talking about in a couple of minutes. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm looking at those films, and I'm like, now, I'm not looking at the TV series because, you know, like what you said, you got Secret Invasion, you got Loki Season 2, What If Season 2, Ironheart Echo, mm-hmm. um, you got Ag- or, um, Agatha. Yeah, I don't know why she's getting a show, but okay. And then uh, Daredevil. <laughs> so, like, like, I'm trying to think of, like, which one of these films is going to help try to establish, you know, Kang or, you know, the Avengers films. I feel like the Marvel's got to be it. One of them. The Marvels. Oh, yeah, I feel like the Marvels is one. Um, Captain America will not be. Or at least, I don't think it will. Unless, um, I, no, I couldn't see it. Thunderbolt and Blade? No. I couldn't see either of them either. So, so your hope lies in the television series. Well, we know Loki Season 2 will have some. Probably the, probably the What If series will have something with Kang. Maybe. I don't necessarily what if is more about telling like retelling stories that we've already seen so i don't know if what if season two will do anything with that it'd be interesting if they do but i definitely know loki season two will um because at the end of loki season one they um introduce the the ones are all alternate realities so yeah and that's exactly what kang is i mean True. We'll it wouldn't surprise me if they had just one episode just kind of explaining Kang. Unless he's yeah. like the big bad guy in that. Like what Ultron was. You know, mm. Ultron Supreme or whatever. Mm. That's a good, good point. We'll see. Um, we'll see on that. And also with we keep bringing up Kang, we still got other stuff to talk about on the podcast, but like I said in the intro, the last thing we are going to talk about is what do we do? What are our thoughts on Jonathan? That'll be the last thing, but we still got some stuff that we got to get to before we uh, talk about that. But Guardians, great movie. Go see it in theaters. Great end to the trilogy. And if money talks, they might get a fourth one because I didn't think Captain America was going to get a fourth movie or throw four. So, I mean, the way they're going, they're... We're going to make a lot, 
a lot of money. I think Thor got a fourth movie because they screwed up the first two. Uh, okay, I don't want to say they screwed up the first movie. They screwed up Dark World. At least Dark World had an Infinity Stone. I mean, it was that was a savings grace. (laughs) But like, yeah, yeah. Thor Thor four was only because Thor three was so good. Yeah, and they were like, "Agreed." Did we finally? Did we finally figure out Thor? And then, no. (laughs) No, I agree on that. I agree. Um, but Guardians was really, really, really good. Uh, let's stay with James. To go from his now that was his last MCU movie to now him co-chairing the DCU movies. And his first one is going to be Superman. And he said, like, the script is done. And I was just like, that's kind of weird. So you're turning in the script to yourself then. Because you're technically yeah. the boss. But okay. But he's he said he's the only one that's writing the script. <laughs> I know, but but he's like, I'm gonna turn it into like the higher ups. So I was like, bro, you are the higher up. <laughs> I feel like he still has to like get approval from like oh absolutely but over just, him <laughs> but it's just like when you type a paper and he's like oh yeah I'm a proofreader and turn it in for my it's like what are you doing yeah. but that's his next stop and I mean I think we should be hearing a casting soon and that's probably going to be the biggest decision of his career who he's going to cast as Superman yeah that's going to be a big 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 decision because. He's got some shoes to fill. Like Christopher Reeves was a very great uh, Superman. Brandon Routh, he did good as Superman. Um, and then you have Henry Cavill. There was a Omega fan favorite. Omega fan favorite who didn't get his justice because he was supposed to be coming back under Rock's mm-hmm. tutelage, and then Rock messed up. So technically, you could say he killed Man of Steel too. Probably um, you could say that you can actually say it. So that'd be four. That'd be four things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, they're going to have to find a great, great, great actor to play Superman and Superman Legacy. We'll see. I mean, that's going to be a big. That is going to be a big talking point on social media whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. Whoever yeah. it's um definitely will break the internet. Mitch, I know you said that you were kind of sad that now with Guardians 3 being so good that James now going to DC. What are your thoughts on some of that movie slate that he has coming with like Superman and Batman, the brave and the bold and all that stuff? What are your what are your uh, hopes for his DC stuff? Um, I think I'm excited for it. I mean, I didn't I didn't I've never been into like like DC like a ton um obviously I, again just like my WWE takes I am as mainstream as you can get like <laughs> I'm not diving into a lot of the stuff so that's that's the, the MCU I would say like I have pretty good knowledge of but if you want to dive into like Marvel Comics for example you guys know more than me so like that's just where my knowledge base here like I'm excited to see what the DC you is that what it's called now? Yeah, it'll be DCU. Yeah, DCU. DCU. I'm excited to see where it goes because uh, Gun has shown to me that you know if you if you can take characters and make three solid movies, I'll say the second movie is solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the weakest of the three, but you mm-hmm. can make three solid films. Then I think you can take 
characters that are beloved by everyone and make a solid franchise out of it. Mm-hmm. And not these, you know, these movies that are trying to figure out their own identity and they're trying to also establish some like um like the Justice League. Like I, I don't like I don't know. I don't know enough about the characters, like and then for all of them to be jam-packed into the Justice League, for example, like mm-hmm. that was just fumbled. So I think I think it's all in good hands with Gunn. I'm sad that he's out of the MCU now just because I'm like, I would have loved to have seen him do maybe another movie series or mm-hmm. franchise or whatnot. And I'm just praying that the Russo brothers come back and do something else. But it's um, again. It's funny how you described um, like your feelings for Gun and like how your side is leaving that and all that stuff. That's exactly how millions of people feel about Zach, mm-hmm. about Zach Schneider, who obviously when he got the Schneider cut when it came out and everyone's just like, oh my god, this is really good and they want this stuff. And then obviously with DC's higher ups who are just abysmal. At the <laughs> at the day, were just got awful. I mean, he still has a lot of support. Like Zach, he just had his um full circle event where he was raising money for, I believe, a su um suicide. Since Mitch brought up Justice League, just again for people to know, like Zach had to leave Justice League because his daughter committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So then it went to Josh Whedon. And then you guys know that whole story. We find out Josh Whedon is trash, and we have not heard from him ever since. Um, but it's weird because people were really starting to like the casting choices, and I think that's what Gunn is going to face, especially with like who he picks as Superman. That's going to be hit with stuff. Who he picks as his Batman is going to destroy the planet. I mean, yes. it's just, <laughs> it's just, it is what it is. That is going to come with. And I, I know he knows it, but that's going to come with hell. Um, no matter who he picks, there's never going to be, there's never like a clear consensus unless you give him the role. I mean, the past three is just like, eh, maybe like Ben Affleck. It was like, oh, what the hell? Then there's a lot of people who consider him the best of all time. And then there's Robert Pattinson who gets to be in his mm-hmm. else world. And he, he's been considered a very good Batman and people are excited for his stuff. So I, I think. I'm excited. The one thing I'll say about with just DC movies is that while Gunn is, you know, going to start laying this foundation for a universe, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that, like, Roberts, like, Batman is still getting his chance to, like, you know, and continue moving forward with that storyline. And uh, Joker, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to get its sequel. And, and like, these fit, these, like, Films are not getting canned. I know that you know, like we we didn't get a Wonder Woman three, um, and um, some other films that I can't think of right now. But like the, the MCU could not do that. I don't think that they could just have films with these characters that are not tied into the MCU. But for some odd reason, I just feel like DC can do that and it's like perfectly fine i don't well i mean dc's i mean throughout history they've emphasized their multiverse better than any other comic Mm -hmm. like industry i mean 
like this Marvel now doing like their multiverse stuff. Like you said, they would never do like multiversal stuff like this. Cause even with DC with like Ezra Miller being like the flash and like the movie and his movie coming out in June. And it's like having Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton both in that movie. And then like having the flash on TV, who's ending his run after like 10 years. So it's like, they do multiverse better. I mean, that's what they, yeah. I mean, that's what since Crisis on Infinite Earths, that comic that came up on Mark Wolfman. I mean, they they just do they dive into it more than Marvel's main continuity. Yeah. So it's just is what it is. But it'll be interesting. I mean, his big decisions going. I mean, we won't talk about Flash because it's not out for another month, but that movie is going to be the the trailers are really good. I mean yeah, trailers are fire. I, you have Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck in it. It's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. It's just, I just hope it's done well, because usually if a DC movie has a good trailer, that means the movie's probably not that good. We'll see. We'll see. But who knows? Maybe, well, I think that movie's done. We t- Who knows what uh, Marvel and DC stuff or anything's going to get done, because for people not paying attention, uh, Writers Guild's on strike. Uh, and they have already affected a lot of projects coming out. Uh, Loki's already been affected. Uh, mm-hmm. Daredevil has been affected. Mm-hmm. So, uh, obviously, when you go on strike, that means you're you're fighting for something. And if this, what are they go- fighting about? Um, Is it artificial intelligence? Well, it's two things. One is they're not getting, I guess, a portion of like streaming services sales because the last time they did their um, NBA streaming services weren't as um, what's the word I'm looking for important or yeah as no, in high demand you. now as they were back three years ago. They do their NBA every three years. Every three years, so three mm-hmm. years ago, streaming services weren't as booming as they are now so they want revenue from streaming services and then for ai so like chat gpt um they only want it as like a backup instead of replacing the writers mm-hmm. so that's like there are two main issues with the writer strike now i'm 100 percent with them same i mean <laughs> It's a lot of work writing the shit, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's and especially like you're with these people and like you're putting all that time and effort and sure if like you put it into the chat, whatever the hell that thing is called, it'll just spit out something, but it's like not the same. Yeah. Because now I mean these things are on strike. Um, so more power to them. I've seen a lot of I've seen some superhero actors and actresses out there with them. Mm-hmm. So they got to figure that out. Yeah, because I was reading up on it. And the last time I sh- went on strike was um, 2007, 2008 for like three months. And like the total cost, um, it affected like $1.7 billion in like revenue. So if they don't figure it out soon, they're going to lose a lot of money by the writers being on oh. strike. And you know from the Marvel scene, you know Kevin Feige is not going to be happy if these things get pushed back. Oh, no. Because he's already pushed the Marvels back because they were supposed to come out in July, I think. But now they're being pushed back to November. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil being affected, the Blade movie, and they haven't even... They're not supposed to come out until next year. 
So a lot of Marvel projects are being affected by this writer's strike. Well, I feel like there's a point where that Blade movie might never get made. Yeah, because I think last time we talked about it, uh, there's a problem with Mahersha Ali and like the script that was being written. So they had to work with them to get the script in good condition. Now the writers are on strike, so that's probably going to push the movie back. I would not be surprised if the strike goes on for, let's say, three months like the last one did, that a lot of TV shows are going to get pushed back. Um, just some quick, quick stuff before we go to the last topic saying on DC, DC's comics promotes Jim Lee to president, publisher and chief creative officer of the comic thing. Uh, this is more, it's a well-deserved thing for people who know, you know, Jim Lee and you don't know Jim Lee. Like if you've ever read an X-Men comic back in the day, he was leading the charge at Marvel for that when X-Men, uh, continues. They still have the all-time sales record for a single issue sale. That X-Men, he was the one in charge of that. Uh, he's mm-hmm. drawn pictures for Batman Hush. I mean, he's a well-renowned, respected comic book figure in the world. So him being in charge, they, it is really good for him. Uh, Batman 900 came out, speaking of multiverse and the continuality, where comic Batman... Um, it's a long story, but long story short, he got to meet, and even if you've not read any comics just read batman 900 he got to meet michael keaton's batman he got to meet the dark knight returns batman he got to meet injustice's batman um he got to meet all of them he got to meet adam uh west's batman which it's funny too because at the end adam west's batman had to give him a utility belt and he had to use the memed about shark repellent in space so So he called, he's like, I finally met a Batman who is more prepared than me because comic Batman did not have shark repellent and to use on a shark in space at the edge of the universe. That's freaking awesome. But I'll probably talk more about that comic back when, whenever Batman days, but it it was really cool. Him meeting all the different, he met the animated series, Batman, and he met Arkham Batman. So he, he met them all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to read this one. Like it, it is intense. It's a long story of like he was transported to a place where they didn't have a Batman, and this one dude who was sane was the Red Mask. Who his multiversal energy is the one who created all the Jokers in every single multiverse. Oh, so it's it's crazy. But seeing him talk to Arkham Batman, that was, and also the um, animated series one, because then you think of Kevin Conroy, who is not with us mm-hmm. anymore. So, yeah, any, just anyone who's a fan of like that type of stuff, check out Batman 900. All right. So last topic, because this has happened since we've been away and I haven't really said anything in our group messages about this. So Jonathan Majors, um, obviously he was cast as Kang, the Conqueror way back. Uh, he did a very he was probably the best part of Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. Mm-hmm. And he was riding very, very high. Um, a lot of movies. He's gonna he's supposed to play Dennis Rodman. Um, he was in a whole bunch of army commercials during March Madness, and he starred alongside Michael B. Jordan 
and Creed 3, which had the biggest opening for a sports movie of all time. Like the rise was real. Marvel has basically bet their next five, seven years on him. And then things did not uh it didn't uh, go too well. Uh there was a report about I'm trying to find the exact date. Oh, March 20 arrested March 25th. And he was charged with misdemeanor assault and harassment of a 30-year-old woman in New York. Uh, the army took off those ads and all of that. And then he fought the allegations. And then there's another, an alleged victim has been granted full temporary restraining order. In April, there was multiple alleged few victims of majors coming forth his March arrest and cooperating with Manhattan Attorney's District. And since that, you haven't heard anything going on. You've seen like some people and agencies have dropped him of things of that nature. But Marvel hasn't said anything, obviously. Majors hasn't said anything, obviously. No one's been asked about it. So since this has happened to before, it's just a just discussion on he hasn't been proved like he hasn't been guilty or anything like sentenced to jail or anything of that nature. I mean he's still out here free and all that stuff, but just what are what are thoughts um about this incredible rise and incredible fall currently and what the situation I guess Marvel is in. Oh, and on a side note, Brock Lesnar just showed up and beat the dog shit out of Cody Rhodes for wrestling fans. Brock Lesnar's on TV right now. (laughs) Well, he's about to to get off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's about he's about to be off now. But care about the music. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is why I wanted to make this one because I feel like this is going to be a longer topic. But like his rise has been amazing like you say he's been in so much stuff he's been um obviously marvel mcu creed 3 um that movie about the airplanes him being a that black pilot can't think of the name right now um he was on uh this netflix movie called the harder they fall i believe it was called mm-hmm. the black cowboys movies which was excellent um he was on um a showtime show that got canceled after one season but the show he was amazing. Like he has done amazing work in all the things he's acted in, and it it just sucks that this was a part of him. Like when it first came out, I was like, maybe he didn't do it. Then again, maybe he did um, because the um, first victim recanted her story. So I was like, maybe it wasn't true. Then when every like other people victims came out and said yeah this has happened to me before i was like well john then it's probably over for you bud uh mitch what are what were your thoughts before i my thoughts weren't actually on jonathan Mm -hmm. it was actually more on marvel because i am like two things that i'm thinking of is that Marvel has somehow, at least to my knowledge, until probably one of you guys brings up something that has eluded me, they have dodged this kind of um, this kind of drama their entire existence. Like they have not had like 
like an actor who's in the middle of their production of, you know, their slate of movies get into any sort of serious trouble or serious accusations. Like everything that has happened with people occurred after their films. I mean, the big, I mean, obviously. I'm thinking of Joss Whedon. I mean, but that was the start of the MCU. I mean, it was a risk taking the drunk alcoholic. Yeah, Tony. But that's what he did. But you haven't seen, but you haven't seen Robert Downey Jr. do anything. Oh, no, no, since then. Since what he did. But but taking that chance, like, because, you know, like that, that was a big gamble. The only one that I can think of that was mid uh, was James Gunn got Bingo. fired. Yeah, he got for fired. Some, yep, 2018. Yeah. For, yeah, past tweets, but then they rehired him um, uh, months later because of how he handled mm-hmm. um, the allegations and how he wasn't like against him being fired because he understood, like, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's the only one. That I can think of. No, that is that is the biggest one because we were talking about it's almost been a James Gunn show because I was gonna bring that up. Like he got fired July 2018, literally like a couple years ago, because of old tweets circulating about rape and pedophilia. Um, so he got fired, and then a lot of the Guardians members tweeted his support. I mean, Batista and I'm pretty sure most of them they said, like, if he's not doing it, I'm not coming back for three. Yeah, yeah, just like so I that said also earlier, forced those, their those people are dedicated to him. Yeah, but um, but now like like this is like the the thing with gun. The, Majors is worse than gun, not in terms of the situation. Like, I that could be another debate for the community. Like, who's was worse? Like, Majors, he was a face. Like he was an actor, like you see him on the big screen. Gun you never saw. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like visually, you see Jonathan Jonathan Majors. Like that's hard to replace. So when when drama happens and you actually have to replace people, that actually affects sort of the legitimacy of your story that you're trying to tell. Cause it lift let's say, for example, um, some people say, for example, that, you know, Chadwick, when he passed, should they have recast um, T'Challa? Mm-hmm. Some people said that, you know, they should because, then you know, it honors him and it keeps the character going for what Chadwick was doing. But then some people are like, Chadwick is T'Challa. So, and, and that's a route that they chose was, you know, how Black Panther went. But, um, but when you start seeing, I mean, people had problems with Don Cheadle whenever he was cast um, instead of Terrence Howard, because, you know, just it, it messes with a, con, uh, a continue. I can't say the word. Continuation, continuality. The continuation yeah, of the story. Same thing but, happened to Edward Norton and Ruffalo. Nope, yeah. Nope. But, that, but that's the thing where I, I'm like, the MCU has already put in like a safety net for them whenever they introduce the variants that all look different. Like the fact that you have a male and a female Loki, you, you can do whatever you want now. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's a very tough situation because it's like, I don't know where it's at with these other 
accusations because again he's not in jail like he's for my for myself if he's not proven guilty then you know the public opinion like i just don't think that if i don't i don't think he should lose his job like if you can't prove it then mm-hmm. i don't know but some people will be like hey you know if a billion people came up and said you did something wrong and they can't, there's no video evidence of it. And, you know, it's like, obviously he did something wrong, but, you know. I think, yeah, it's it's really tough in mm-hmm. this one because it's like, depending on where you're looking at it, too. Like, if you're, I don't know, if Jonathan Majors is like one of your heroes or whatnot, then you start going back to, well, the systematic, like, race because there's been a lot of times where there's been a lot of African Americans who been accused of stuff and then they go do time or whatnot and then they're innocent. Yep. Take for example those Ohio State football players. Perfect example. Perfect example. Yep. They lost everything. Yep. And they were completely innocent. Yep. They they could have they could have had a career in the NFL or no at least uh Went to college on a full ride and at least got their degree, you know, been mm-hmm. set up for life. But mm-hmm. nope, someone wants to come around and lie or what was it a lie or was it a false accusation? Like, like what do I mean by false? Like the crime occurred, but the individual blamed the wrong people. That Some, I, I, think, I think so. I mean, it's just, it was not those two dudes. Yeah. That's, that's what it really yeah. is. Yep. But it's like really, it's, yeah, because it's one of those things, too, where it's like, like Mitch said, Marvel has never dealt with. This isn't like a minor character. This is who, like I said, they're building their next five years around. Right. And so it's like, what do you do? And obviously with Disney and all that stuff, I mean, you know, the climate. I mean, this isn't a political podcast, but, you know, the climate of Disney. I mean, yeah. they're more of like that leaning that way, left or whatever. But. You've seen what DC has done because they've had two of recent memory. Amber Heard and Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller was out here acting a damn fool and his movie's one of the most anticipated movies of the year. And it's getting rave reviews from critics already. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do? Like, and it's almost, it's. I don't want to say it's the same thing as like Deshaun because Deshaun was like, that was crazy. But you see what happened to Deshaun, all these accusations and they went to court, and once it got to a point where they all got settled, he went to the Browns and got the most guaranteed money of all time. $130 million, which is so still like, what do you, what do you, to me. What do you, I think that's what the thing is like, where do we go from here? Marvel hasn't said anything, and I think they're... But sooner or later, Avengers 5 and 6 need to start filming. filming. Yeah. And someone's going to leak the pictures if he's there. Yeah. I think... DMZ will be all over it. That's true. I think if you fire him, I think that's going to cause a lot of outrage because, like mm-hmm. you said, um, Ezra and Amber Heard are still have movies coming out in DC because Aquaman 2, not 2, yeah, 2 is supposed to be coming out next year. And then Ezra has uh, their movie coming out next month. That's so cool. I think if Jonathan Majors does get fired, there's going to be a lot of outrage like why did those two get to keep their jobs, but John the Majors didn't? And they'll bring up a whole bunch of other people, too. I mean, there's been other people who've had scandal and been able to find uh, 
work. I mean, shoot that one time, Mitch. I know you remember when those commercials were talking about Casey Affleck saying, don't even show up to the Oscars. He's going to win Best Male Actor. And he mm-hmm. won Best Male Actor. And there are people who did because he was going literally going through like assault claims. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Brie, Larson, Brie Larson presented that award and she did not clap for the dude. Oh, she was not happy. It's 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 so tough now because I like the gun stuff because guns tweets and also that was literally starting to get found during like the Me Too movement and mm-hmm. all that. And now we're like, we're so quick to if we find something and it's not truly proven, we're so quick to now cancel. Yeah. You know? Like even if he did do it and like he has to serve time and all of that. And then he serves his time. This is, this is just me just for because of the profession I'm in. I think once you serve your time, you deserve another, like, and you've learned your lesson, you deserve a chance to make a, a living. I think yeah. that's the problem with society in general at the moment, is that you don't allow people to make mistakes and be able to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, people, like, maybe they were brought up wrong, yep. but but in, in their eyes, what they're thinking is right. And, like, mm-hmm. people can learn, like, okay, what I was taught was not correct, and now I see that. Let me move forward. There are people that once once you once you fuck up, once you say the wrong word, whether it be on accident, on purpose, in anger, in in sorrow, whatever it might be, the moment you fuck up, you might as well just you might as well just be erased from existence. You might as well just not exist on this planet anymore, because like. If they want you to fire from your job, then like, what are you going to do? Like, use that logic. I mean, people just they have no reason to live anymore. I know it's kind of morbid, but they're like, no, it's the truth because everyone wants to. Everyone wants to be the. Oh, they did something. Now you want to be the. It's almost like a TMZ Everybody effect. Everybody wants people to be perfect. Yeah, like yeah. from from the start, but. We talk about these movies, for example, or like we talk about Dragon Ball. We talk about character development. Like mm-hmm. we're all about a story arc in our fiction, but in real life, like we do not or we don't allow anyone for personal growth. So, like, if Jonathan Majors like is like you know guilty, then yeah, you gotta. You got a distance away from himself, yep. mm-hmm. and you have to let him go, uh, serve his punishment, seek the help that he needs, and then maybe somewhere down the road, you give him another opportunity. Or, and, and there, and maybe there are some crimes out there where, and maybe his is one where you know you just can't, like this, you know, you screwed up so bad that I don't know, but. It's also I think it's also like, weird to see too from our even though he looks a lot older. He is our he's like in our age range. He's 33. So yeah, you're yeah, saying I mean, that like 19 really 1989. <laughs> wow. So you're, you're saying that like, <laughs> like he's gonna if like if Lou not like Mitch said not exist for potentially the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just, That's crazy. But um, no, I, oh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I forget. Yeah, that's the thing with James Gunn. 
Like he, you know, he said all that shit. He put it on Twitter. I'm like, let the man grow and learn. Unfortunately, that's what they did. I, and I think he seems to have responded pretty well with with mm-hmm. that. And I mean, it, I play. I, I played a lot of online video games back in middle school. I heard it all. Like you know, everyone <laughs> makes the everyone makes the joke. Have you ever been in a modern warfare, Call of Duty, like? game lobby you you hear it all like i mean if all of those people that said the nasty things that we're like if everybody got canceled for that you know they didn't have a job doing anything mm-hmm. unemployment would be really freaking high let me tell you just, i mean it's i mean this thing recently like will smith got banned from the oscar for 10 years for that slap and and, and that's that 10 yeah. years is and once that ten years is done, then you know. You, well, you I don't think on. it should have been ten years. That's a whole other. I mean, ten, ten, That's a ten long years. time. Well, ten years yeah, is for crazy one slap, for an event yeah. that's one night. Yeah, a year. Yeah. That's like he he is punished for ten days if you think about it. And the thing is, is <laughs> that's true. That, that event is four hours long. I'm sorry, that's not really a punishment. Sitting there for four hours is a punishment. <laughs> I, I forget what comedian it was. They said Will Smith should host the Oscars. That's a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny too. He brought up comedians. Um, I saw something where Steve Harvey, he was on Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp, and they mm-hmm. asked him about like if he ever wants to go back to comedy. And Steve Harvey said, When I decide to go back to comedy, my career is over. Because if I want to yeah. say the jokes I want to say in this climate, I'm going to get canceled and my career is over. No yep. one's going to take me back like uh, be- America's mm-hmm. beauty thing or like family feud, all that stuff. No one is. And this is coming from him. And I, when I was listening, I was like, it's true. He's like, and, yeah. they, and they're jokes like he's not meaning like, but when I say what I want to say, my career is over. Yeah. And that Chappelle has brought that stuff up, too. Mm hmm. And it's like, yeah. I, like you're sitting here. It's like, look, they've already they're, like they're comedians. It's, they're not trying to like be offensive. That's offend people. That, yeah. That's the that's the thing with with me. Like when when something is offensive, like it, in my eyes, you have to take it in context. Like, um, if some if someone has ill intent with what they say. Then yeah, you should you should correct that. You should be judgmental towards that. You should be mm-hmm. maybe even angry about it. But mm-hmm. in a comedy setting, I feel like like that that backboard should bend more than what it than what I think society is allowing for it. Now there might be jokes out there where you absolutely can't make even on a roost, for example. Mm-hmm. But look, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to bring, and I can't even really think of specific examples to dive into. But it's just, I don't have a problem with comedy. Whenever I'm like expecting comedy, mm-hmm. you know? that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that's one even of the things, things that would offend a lot of people. Right. I think with majors, obviously, making sure everyone who's involved or has been involved is, uh safe and all that and if he yeah. does do that like 
I mean, there's consequences to your actions. We all know that. But then once that, get him the help he needs. Like, I think with these yeah. things, people, it's funny because the people who are quick to cancel people in these situations are also ones who are like, oh, they, they don't deserve to get help. But I was like, but other, but you would say other people deserve to get help. Why aren't mm-hmm. they allowed to go take some domestic violence classes? Why aren't they allowed mm-hmm. to go to some counseling? Mm-hmm. Why do they have to be the, like, everyone does, like Mitch said, everyone deserves that. It's like, now if you're going out there killing and raping people, that's a whole different story. Right. But, like, you deserve, like, there's yeah. programs and all that. So I, I don't understand how you could be so righteous, but then not try to help them with programs and stuff if they, that works. Yeah, I think that's just the whole thing with cancel culture. They just like want you to be gone, then they'll move on to the next person they want to cancel. But like everyone deserves a second chance, you know, if they're like you said, raping and killing people. Um, and they also deserve to get the help that they need. It's like Mitch said, that person's life ain't over unless they take their life. Like he's already, like he's in theory, and he's in a lot better shape than all three of us. He has like 50, 60 <laughs> years left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he has a kid. So what? So you're just going to cut the per- the kid's way of not being able to live? Like they need to eat too. Mm-hmm. It's funny. That's this the was thing. the NFL. They wouldn't even blink a second. I'm like, we don't give a shit. He makes us money. <laughs> that's why the NFL has no moral. <laughs> and that's why they're richer than anyone else that's in why America. <laughs> You know, like what Justin uh, said, I mean, you got to protect that shield. Well, that shield holds a lot of people behind it. And, you know, they make a lot of money whenever <laughs> the faces aren't showing. That is true. That is true. But, Thanks. I mean, sooner or later, it's 2023. It's the middle of spring, going to be summer. They're going to have to start filming that movie soon. And we're going to know what choice they make. Yeah, because I think it's supposed to come out August of next year. Like the yeah. first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And it's got and it's got to make some money because I just saw like the estimated budget is there ain't no way this had to be Endgame I clicked on ain't no effort oh yeah this was Endgame I was like they did not make this money this movie's not even out yet <laughs> I clicked on Avengers Kang Dynasty and it took me to Avengers Endgame oh because it's oh. the next Avengers movie after Endgame uh, that's why it took me there but we'll see man is because then you go into the because I've seen people. As Mitch has called them, clickbait, like, oh, Marvel's already recast. I was like, no, the hell they haven't. All right. I don't don't make these clickbait things like Marvel's recast, Kang, they're just way. I was like, they would have got ahead of that. And they would have done it because I feel like they're too smart with Bob back. Like, they're monitoring the situation. Oh, yeah. They're definitely keeping a watchful eye on it because it, like you said, affects their next four years. And then it says the president. Like if someone, let's just say in a couple, couple months, um, trying to think who would be of. I guess if Benedict Cumberbatch or like Sam Wilson mm-hmm. get busted for DUIs and stuff like that, you can and you're gonna kick like, and they get multiple DUIs down the road. You're gonna kick them out. Like where's because mm-hmm. once you said the president, you're gonna kick someone off on allegations until they're all proven. Yeah. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. But we'll see. Anything else, guys? 
Nope. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. No, I think we covered uh, major news since we last had uh, Super Major Pond. news. That was, <laughs> that was... Uh, oh, also, I was not even attending that pun. <laughs> also, um, on the Twitter, it has come back up again. I don't know. I don't know how these people make things trending, but in this random Twitter who's gotten that's been seen 13.1 million views on this tweet today. No powers, just hands and knowledge of martial arts. Who wins? And it is Batman and Goku. So you know the Twitterverse is having a field day with that. No powers? Just hands? Just straight hands? Didn't we have this discussion? Yes, we had the discussion, but our private messages are not on social media, Mitch. (laughs) I think I I said Bruce. Now Bruce Wayne would beat Goku. No hand, right. no powers. I'm sorry. They ain't, there's there's not that many people. I'm saying who could. Yeah. I'm even I'm even thinking of Goku's training. Like King Kai didn't teach him martial arts. He taught him energy attacks. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. or chasing chasing bubbles around with a hammer. I mean, like yep. anyone <laughs> beat Goku <laughs> or Bruce? That's nah. not beating. No. Nah. No, that's someone. Yeah, Bruce, no, like thirty-two different martial arts styles. One hundred and twenty-seven. Wow, that is way more. Okay, stupid. yeah, that's Bruce. Hands <laughs> <laughs> down, Bruce. <laughs> one hundred and twenty. And someone tried to tweet like, and it's funny. I'm just reading all the stuff and like, no, people forget that Goku was like, um, a, almost a world champ at like fourteen, and then they're like, you know, that's with energy attacks. He still was, and he, and he became an ape in the finale against. Jackie Chun, aka, I'm. It's, it, that's a whole other tangent. That I'm probably going to go off of on the Dragon Ball one with Mitch, where we're just like some of the people in the fandom just are stupid. But <laughs> but then like the like the Bruce Wayne thing, someone's like, you know, he left when he was like eight, and there was 127 martial arts by the time he was 25. And you know, he literally throws hands with super powered people every day, and you're telling someone to come in who's normal. Bro, he tussles with Bane, bro, on Venom. <laughs> like, he's out here punching Superman in the face. Now, sometimes right. he doesn't move him, unless he has kryptonite, or magic, <laughs> or a suit, but... <laughs> hey, hey, I will say this. Bruce ain't beating Jiren, though. <laughs> Stop it. Say, with no powers? I gotta, I gotta stick to my... You love my my, my Jiren love. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> it doesn't matter what podcast I'm on. This Jiren boner stays uh, hard. You, hey, <laughs> wow. I mean, you you support, you are a you are a stand for him, and it is appreciative that you stick for the man. Yep. Hey, someone has to. Toriyama doesn't. <laughs> That's a whole discussion for a whole other day, but wow. that was just a fun... <laughs> that was just a fun thing, but... Thank you guys for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe. We are about to hit, maybe by the time you listen to this, we might hit the milestone. Or who knows, maybe it'll be in Mitch's hands once again. But we're about to hit our next thousandth (laughs) milestone. Um, It's going to be this month. It should be this month or early next month. So by the time you listen to this, this might be the episode. Or again, it might just be Mitch and Dragon Ball who takes us over the hump again. But we're about to hit we're about to hit six thousand. <laughs> so and that's way ahead of schedule because we were just at five thousand in February and now we're about to be at six thousand yeah. in potentially May. So thank you guys for all the listens. We greatly appreciate it. And with that being said, L7C, I don't know.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.